The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams, with co-host Jacob Greer. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here are your hosts, Lemont Williams and Jacob Greer. Voice of America, welcome back to another week of Outside the Huddle on the Voice of America Sports Network. I'm Lee Mont Williams, and normally my co-host will be Jacob Greer, but due to the fact that Jacob is out of the country on a missionary trip down in Haiti, I got a good friend of mine stepping in for my boy, Jacob. Uh, another good friend is uh, Jermaine Henderson. Jermaine, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Man, I appreciate you filling in on a short-term notice, but, uh, you know, with, with our background in football, I think it will be a training camp jumping off this week with the Texans as well as around the league. I think it will be a great Great opportunity to discuss a lot of football topics as well as other stories. Uh, to join the show, for the listeners out there to join the show, the contact information is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email us at Sports at yahoo.com. Today's show, we'll talk about last week's NBA ha- uh, headlines. We'll discuss the Major League Baseball 2009 Hall of Fame inductees. We'll go around the NFL. Uh, invite former Sam Houston State football player Carl Henderson to the show. But first, Jermaine, let's go ahead and send our condolences and our prayers to boxer Vernon Forrest, family, friends, and fans. For the listeners out there that haven't been paying attention to the sports world, uh, former two-time uh, Division II world champion Vernon, Ver- Vernon Forrest was shot and killed last Saturday night during a attempted carjacking. Uh, Vernon was shot about seven to eight times, Jermaine, and uh, I think he was chasing the two men after they tried to the Jaguar after he was putting tire at a, at a uh, gas station in uh, Atlanta. Uh, let me, you know, a little thing about, about, about Vernon that I remember, Jacob, I mean, Jacob, I'm sorry, uh, Jermaine, is that uh, from what I read about Vernon outside the ring, I heard he was a decent uh, individual, human being. Uh, he contributed a lot to the kids and as well as mentally challenged people. Inside the ring, he was, he was pretty good, man. I remember back in 92, he, won, he was Olympian. And he was also a two-time uh, junior middleweight champion. Uh, he'd be truly missed uh, by his friends and his fans, uh, as well as his family. Yeah, man, it's, it's definitely it's, it's tragic, you know, that that happened. You know, a guy, you know, is at the gas station putting air in his tire, and you know, some guy came up, you know, from my understanding, and asked for some money, put on his wallet, and the guy snatched his wallet and took off running. Um, you know, it's just, it's just tragic, man. It, you know, something like that happens, especially to a guy like that. You know, I, I heard he had like the Destiny's Child homes. Uh, I think it's something he was doing in that back in his hometown, Atlanta, uh, for you know children with disabilities. So it's, it's it's just it's just tragic, man. That's all I can say. Yeah, very tragic. And in this world that we live in here right now, these tough economy days, 
Uh, you, you never know what's going through people's head, man. But, again, we want to send our condolences out to uh, Boxing yeah. Vernon Forrest and his family, his friends, and his fans. Uh, Jacob, let's go ahead. I mean, Jacob, I'm sorry. I'm going to keep doing that until I get it right. <laughs> I used, to I know, saying, Jacob, used, to, yeah, used to have your uh, co-host. Yeah, okay. I used to have my co-host. But that's all good. you my yeah. man, so we, you feeling informed. Jermaine, yeah. let's go ahead and talk about a little NBA uh, uh, headlines that came out a couple of weeks ago. I've been on vacation, so uh, I didn't do the show last week, but some, some good stuff came out during the NBA. And some stuff came out was about our home team, the Houston Rockets, about you know our seven-time all-star Yao Ming yeah. having surgery on his uh, repair broken foot, left foot. Uh, then it was reported that Yao will miss the 2009-2010 season and will be heading back into training camp in 2010. Um, you know what, Jermaine, for the most part, when I heard this over my uh, vacation, I really wasn't surprised because uh, you can just tell by what the Rockets front office was doing before Yao announced that he was having his surgery and he'll be out. It was kind of uh, surveying and seeing if they can find a, a decent big man in the NBA as well as overseas to kind of replace Yao Ming and kind of change that tempo. I know uh, now that Yao is out uh, with surgery, he's not coming back to training camp to 2010. This now puts the Rockets in rebuilding mode and gives uh, power force slash center Joey Dorsey uh, the opportunity to shine next year or this season. Yeah, man, it's definitely going to be a huge blow. I mean, of course, there's no replacing, you know, Yao Ming. I mean, it's, it's foot being injured. It just it sucks, you know, for Yao, especially because I know he wants to be out there. And it just puts so much wear and tear on a, you know, seven foot six, you know, 300-plus-pound man. He's having to play here the entire NBA season and then go back to China and play for world championships, you know, for his obligations he has to his country. Uh, but, I would have I would have liked to see them make that move on the backup center for you know from Orlando Magic on, on Gartat. Uh, I thought he would have you know he will, he won't be a Yao Ming, but I just definitely thought he would have been somebody that could step in, you know, and 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 at least you know fill that void for this season because George Dorsey he's just not. I think he's maybe like six seven six eight. So it, I don't think he's going to be able to be the center that we want to be. They definitely going to have to go out and, and try to get somebody in you know this you know this up for this upcoming season free yep. agency or something. Yeah, they still they still shopping around some guys they're looking at, uh, and and it'd definitely be a totally different Houston Rockets heading to this oh, yeah. season. Whole new. And we lose Ron, we lost Ron Artest too. Oh man. Yeah, it'd be totally different. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about some more NBA stuff that came out uh, about three weeks ago. There was rumors about this infamous slam dunk tape on LeBron <laughs> James, and last week it was released, or earlier this week it was released to the public. And for the most part, Jermaine, after reviewing this slam dunk tape uh, of LeBron getting dunked on. Uh, I you know I, I want to get your take on it. What you think about it before I give you my take on it? You know what, LeBron is going to probably go down as one of the greatest basketball players to play in the game. But on any given night, I mean, it could happen. You can get dunked on. There's a lot of guys that jump higher than Michael Jordan and LeBron, Kobe. And if you go to the playground, some of these guys can just flat out jump. They got you know you know springs in their shoes. So you know for them, you know LeBron should have been like, man, it happened. I just came on, man, he got me. That's all you can say. It's like a guy we play football as you know for a D lineman or a defensive back, he, he got he knocked you out. That's part of the game, you know. So that's the way I look at it. I mean, there's nothing for him to try to hide or Nike. Would, I don't know why they were trying to hide the tape. It just happened. Yeah, I think they over. I think they, you know, they made too much out of nothing. Yeah. You know, basketball games like that, you know, pickup games, everybody get yeah. dunked on. You get dunked on, yeah. And I think LeBron is kind of bonding to this, this King James image, which is rightfully so. He's he's contributing to it. He's he's doing his thing on the court. Right. But I think that it was kind of overhyped, and I think uh, now that it was leaked out and everybody got a chance to witness the video, it was, you know, really nothing. Yeah, exactly. But uh, speaking of something, though, in my opinion, uh, King James coming out with a book, 
called Shooting Stars. Mm-hmm. And in the book, he talked about his struggle to sudden fame as well as men smoking pot in high school. Uh, you think that was a good or bad move to reveal, you know, smoking pot information to the, uh, to the public? You know what? I mean, I, you know, you doing, a, I guess, a tell-all, you know, autobiography book, you know, chronicling his life. You know, I kind of read a little bit about, you know, what they were trying to do with the book. And, I mean, it was a good move, but, you know, I guess from an image standpoint, you got a lot of kids looking up to him. So, I mean, it's like one of those things, I guess, it's a skeleton. Me, personally, I probably wouldn't have revealed that, you know. Uh, you know, that's, you know, he is human. And, you know, in, in teenagers, they do experiment with stuff in, in, uh, in, high, in high school, so... Um, I, I mean, I don't know if he, he should have done that. Honestly, he could, you know, get some backlash on that. But obviously, he, you know, he, whoever's in his corner, they don't feel that way. So, yeah, I think I think some things. You know, when you're putting a book together, you got to reveal some things that normally people wouldn't know about you too, in order for you to sell a book. And I think that's why he kind of dropped that in there, a little nugget in there for people to say, okay. But on the flip side, I agree with you. I think it was kind of bad PR. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, only time would tell. But it also give you know kids out here excuse say well LeBron smoked marijuana exactly. in high school I'm in high school so I'm gonna continue to smoke and you know I, you know the old saying that marijuana is the gateway drug to everything else so you don't want to kind of you know you want to stay consistent with your image stay consistent with your marketing team and what you got going in the public and I'm with you man some things just need to stay in house and exactly. some just need to stay in the closet. Uh, Wrapping up on this NBA stuff, uh, over the, uh, my vacation, man, I had an opportunity to watch some summer league, NBA summer league games, man, and I checked out some rookies. Uh, besides Blake Griffin, you know, proving that he's a real deal during the summer league, uh, some other rookies out there that were stepping up, uh, this summer as well, uh, Jermaine, uh, two guys that I noticed was, uh, point guard Johnny Flynn out of, that got drafted by, uh, the Timberwolves as well as guard forward Tyreek Evans for the mm-hmm. uh, Sacramento Kings. You know, Flint, he has that swag right now. He got that swagger as a starter point guard. Uh, his quickness was very unstoppable in the summer league games. And Evans, man, his, you know, he coming in with an NBA body, you know, already. And uh-huh. he, you know, for the most part, he displayed some good defense. You know, had a great mindset as a rookie so far. Well, I mean, I would, I'll say this, uh, Johnny Flynn, he's the truth. I mean, I watched him over at Syracuse, so he definitely has a total package. I mean, he's a, he's a true point guard. You know, he, he, can, he can shoot the jumper. Uh, he gets the other players involved. So he, he, he definitely is going to be an immediate, immediate asset to the uh, Timberwolves organization. Um, and I remember um, the other young man, what's his name again? Um, uh, Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans, yeah. He was, uh, yeah, he was heavily recruited, uh, a lot of hype going into this kid coming out. And saying he was, you know, kind of along the lines of LeBron James, he could have easily, you know, you know, went in, went, in, you know, went into the NBA out of high school. So, um, you know, those guys right there, they 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 were definitely ready. So, yeah, yeah, they, they very impressive over the summer league. So, but now, you know, sometimes summer league success don't mean fall success. So we'll see how they make that transition from the summer league back into the grown man league and the NBA in the fall. Um, also, this weekend, uh, this past weekend, uh, Jermaine was the. 2009 Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, and the most recognized person in the as an inductee going in was you know Mr. Consistent Ricky Henderson. Mm-hmm. You know Henderson led the AL in steals 12 times. I think he still holds the record for most steals uh, in Major League Baseball. Uh, but for the most part, I had the opportunity uh, to you know kind of sit down and watch the induction speaker uh, Ricky Henderson. And you know Ricky was kind of known for being a brash, flamboyant player, but Man, he threw the fans a curveball this past weekend, man, the fans and the media. You know, he, he kind of changed his game up, came with more a humble approach and talked mm-hmm. about his journey, his journey to the Major League Baseball. 
Well, I mean, I had a chance to listen to his, his speech, uh, and he did. He, he did sound like he was, he was very humble. You know, I guess, you know, when you're on the stage like that and you got all of your peers, guys that, you know, that paved the way for you, um, you know, he didn't want to go up, you know, to where I like you with any type of buffoonery. But from nobody, I've ever heard anybody say anything bad about Ricky. You know, he was a great baseball player, you know, off the field. You know, as, as far as back as I can remember, you know, he was always one of my favorite baseball players growing up. I never heard anything negative. You know about him in the, you know in the media. So he played the game the right way, and you know he just on the field he was just you know one of those players. You, once he got on base, you you he was always definitely a threat and had those uh, pitchers looking out the corner of the eye. Yeah, speaking of uh, having pitchers looking out the corner of the eye, uh, you know let's roll into the the great Pete Rose man, uh, Buck Silly, the major league commissioner is now reconsidering Pete Rose status and probably reinstate him after the twenty year ban for gambling on uh, baseball. And, you know, within the sport, do you think, you know, do you really think that commission need to go ahead and reinstate Pete Rose, uh, Jermaine, back into the Major League Baseball? You know what? I'm, I have, you know what? I have mixed feelings, but I'm, you know, a man of God. I believe that everybody deserves to be forgiven. And, you know, he made a mistake. You know, he, you know I think he was alleged that he, you know, he betted on baseball. And the man, as far as on the field, he put up the numbers. You know, that's, you know, unquestionably. You know, I heard Hank, Hank Aaron. You know, um, he was advocating, you know, saying that he should be, he should not advocating that he gets into the Hall of Fame, but he definitely thinks he deserves to be reinstated. You know, you know that what he did, he made a mistake as a, as a coach and as a person. Hopefully, you know, he's made amends with it, you know, with himself and, and God. So I think that that we should, you know, we as people, we should be able to, you know, forgive him and say he made a mistake and, and not, um, you know, continue to, you know, to send him, allow him to be punished you know, for something that, that happened. So it's over yeah. and done. And so I think he should be allowed to get back in. I think, the uh, you know, the world the way it is now and everybody's all riding on this forgiving wave, I think it would be a great opportunity for him to get reinstated. But coming up, we invite former Sam Houston State football player Carl Henderson to the show next on Outside the Huddle with Lee Mark Williams and co-host Jermaine Henderson on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn up on the beach. But what held the boys' eyes in awful trance were the figures, the eaters of men, cannibals. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing through the jungle. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, thinking only of its canoe. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt U.S. Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... We cover, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host for the day, Jermaine Henderson, on the Voice, on the Voice America Sports Network. Jermaine, this is a segment where we invite former active players to the, to the show, and I like to invite some good friends to the show to talk current sports topics as well as their transition from sports to the business world or things of that nature. So today i got a good buddy of mine, Carl Henderson. Carl, welcome to the show. Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. What's going on, Jay Hens? What's going on, brother? Hens <laughs> doing life, man. Yeah, I can dig right. it. <laughs> All right, Carl, so let's go ahead and jump into it, man. Before we talk about the Pink Gator, let's yeah. go ahead and uh, let the listeners know a little bit about your sports background. Uh, well, not, not to go on too long because it's not that long. Uh, <laughs> once again, named Carl Henderson, uh, I had a chance to play uh, football at Baylor University. Um, what was that? Man, 1999. Yeah, then I transferred, went on to Sam Houston State University. I uh, had a good chance to play with some great athletes there. Uh, I, I played three years at Sam Houston as cornerback, and then my senior year I uh, played free safety. Had a good chance to play with Jermaine Henderson. Yeah, of all yeah, people, okay. 15 out there to receiver. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed my time playing sports from Little League all the way up through college. I had a great great time, great experience. Learned a lot of things that I've uh, been able to apply to my everyday life. Cool, 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 man. I know you're a big, I know you're a big uh, NFL fan, man. So, oh, yeah. you know, so what do you think about that condition uh, reinstatement by the NFL commissioner for uh, Vic this week? you think it was fair or unfair? Well, you know, honestly, I, I thought about it, you know, uh, First of all, I hate that, you know, he even had himself in a situation like that from the get-go. But looking at it um, in the scheme of the grand scheme of things, I'm glad he was reinstated. You know, he he did serve his time. You know, I'm pretty sure he learned from it. Um, and I'm pretty sure he uh, is ready to get back in there and, you know, make a name, another name for himself. He's pretty much starting over, you know. And I'm pretty sure Vic is a strong person and, I'm I'm eager to see what he's going to do, man. Yeah. He has yeah. a lot to prove to himself, to his family, to fans that he still has, and to fans that he's lost due to his situation. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what comes from Vic, man. I'm glad they reinstated him personally. Yeah. I'm glad. we all glad, man, to see him back, you know, being able to have an opportunity to make some money for himself and as well as his family. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm talking with former Sam Houston State football player Carl Henderson. Carl, you know, you know, your transition, like everybody else, transition from playing college football to the business world, things of that nature was different. Tell you know, tell us a little bit about that transitional period and when you walked away from the field and introduced the world to uh, Pink Gator. Man, uh, I would say uh, the transition in itself uh, was not a cakewalk. Um, for one, being that you know, once you you know do something for so long, for years, you know, after a while, that's pretty much. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all you know. And, you know, it, it takes time to, you know, grasp the fact that things are changing, things have changed for whatever reason that may be. So uh, my particular situation, you know, it, it was hard for me to let go of football, but, you know, I just had to just chalk it up, say, hey, them days were good, it's over now, 
And uh, as a Pink Gator, anyway, I've always been an artist for y'all that's just tuned in. My name is Pink Gator, P-I-N-C Gator. Uh, I've always been an artist. I've had that name since, man, 1998. Uh, but, uh, you know, I had other obstacles and other things I was doing as far as school, uh, fraternities, and, you know, football teams, that, you know, those were the other obligations I had, so I was not able to pursue that music the way I wanted to. Uh, but now that I'm done with football, I'm pursuing this full-fledged. Yeah. It's always been in my heart. So yeah. it's, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't hard for me to, you know, go pursue the music because that's where my heart is. Yeah. But I had to take care of some prior things I had already. You know, when you make commitments, at least me, when I make commitments to something or somebody, I want to make sure I carry those out. I understand. I don't like to have step. I understand, man. Uh, uh, now that you're in the Pink Gator mode, man, you had the opportunity to make a remix song with uh, for I'm a Q with Shaq oh, this year. Uh, how did you hook up with Shaq Diesel? Man, it was all about timing. You know, I was minding my business like I normally do, minding my business, and uh, <laughs> I happened to be at work, man. And Shaq, you know, he was in the facility of where I work, and, you know, one thing led to another. I I was talking in third person the whole time, telling them about this guy named Pink Gator out there that has a song uh, called I'm a Q. And for y'all, that, for y'all that don't know, Q is another name for Omega Sci-Fi. Shaq is my uh, frat brother, Shaquille O'Neal. I was just talking in third person. Dude out there named Pink Gator got a song named I'm a Q. You, made a, you, you need to check it out. I told him I'd give him a CD. I gave him a CD. That was a Thursday. That Sunday he was at my house doing the remix. <laughs> and, and, I, and he never knew it was me because, you know, I was at work. I was trying to keep it professional, yeah. as I tend to do. Mm-hmm. And so when he came to my house that Sunday, he nearly fell through the floor realizing it was me. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was, it was a blessing, man, because people don't realize that a person of that caliber, they got so many things that, you know, fall in their lap, so many propositions and, you know, different things that come to that table every day. and You know, he made time for little old me. I hear you, man. And, 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 I'm, and, and I'm thankful, you know, I'm yeah. thankful. So yeah. we, we, actually, we actually talk often, very often, meaning like, you know, probably once or twice every couple of weeks, man. Oh, that's cool, man. You know, Shaq yeah. always come across as a humble individual, man, and down to earth guy, man. So, and a playful guy. So I'm <laughs> glad you had the opportunity to remix I'm a Q, which I like the song. Even though I'm not a Q, I like it, and I'm glad you had the opportunity to do a remix with him, man. Thank but, you, sir. But lastly, man, uh, uh, i got to get this in. You play at Sam Houston State, like you, you stated earlier, with my co-host for the day, Jermaine yeah. Innocent. Man, you got it. Before we get out of here with less than four minutes, you know, tell us a little bit about some wild stories I had back in the day at Sam Houston. Man, let me see. I have to, I, and, and Jay Hen can identify with me. We have we had a strength coach. Yeah. Named Coach Witt. <laughs> and this guy, I haven't met too many people as off, meaning left field, as this guy. I remember the first day I stepped on Sam Houston State football property. I'm in the weight room, minding my business. I'm the new kid on the block. You know, I'm trying to rip it out, trying to, you know, impress. And it sounded like half of the weight room just blew up. And I'm new, you know. I look around, and it's my strength coach throwing 45-pound plates into the mirror. Into the mirror. Ah. I remember that. <laughs> I was like, what is this dude doing? yelling, going crazy. 
And some people, you know, some teammates, I'm looking around, and they just keep on working out like yeah. it's no big deal. I'm tripping, like, like, really, what's going on? <laughs> you know? But uh, and, and another time, real quick, same coach, Coach Witt. He was excited, wanted to give us our pep talk the night before the game. He picks his assistant up and throws him into a table. To a table, yeah. yeah. You, you remember that? Oh, Breaks man. the table like, like in half. That doing? was not part of the script. <laughs> At all. Not part of the script. Oh. But uh, <laughs> so when you asked me about memories and, you know, related to the football team, that cat of all people Man. comes to mind. I can go on and on. But on you know, and I'm on. <laughs> Real quick, Jermaine, with less than two minutes, what you got? Uh, what, you know, a wild story back in the day at Sam Houston when you played with Carl. Man. Uh, a lot of them, we can't, because we're on air, we can't disclose. But, uh, <laughs> man, it's just, you know, we just had a lot of good memories, man. We used to battle out there on the field a lot. Carl's always a real competitive guy, uh, you know, very talented, you know. So and I, it's nothing that just jumps out there, but I just remember just going to war with him, man. You know, you build bonds, you know, with these guys. You know, as soon as I met him, he came in. I already knew. I was like, oh, this is this this cat right here. This, this is a cool guy. This is a cool <laughs> cat right here. So hey, immediately we, we all we all hit it off. So. <laughs> Yeah. Immediately, <laughs> you talking about somebody that man, Carl, this cat right here. You you know when he's coming through the yard, you would know when he was coming through, coming in with the helmet, like all the stuff he does now with the helmet and the pink belt and all that pink gator. I've been, I had one of the first tapes, the albums that he ever done, and I yeah. still have it to this day. Yeah. So, well, Carl, for the listeners out there, how can they get in contact with Pink Gator and his music and, and the movement you got going on? Man, you got a website, anything crazy. they can check in? Yeah, they can, man. Y'all can log on to pingator.com, P I N C Gator.com, or you can go to iSound, iSound.com slash pink, P I N C underscore Gator, G A T O R. Check out the music, buy the music, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to text a friend. And you can go to YouTube, search Pink Gator. If you can't find me, you ain't spelling it right. If you can't find me, you ain't trying. <laughs> well, well, Carl, I appreciate man. you showing us some love, man. Stopping by. I know you got a busy schedule. You're okay. heading out of the country tomorrow. So, yeah. man, keep continue to do your thing in these tough economy days, man, and uh, yeah. we stay in touch. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all. Lamont, hey, keep doing your thing. When you see Jake, come dab him up. Tell him keep doing his thing. Jake Hinn, appreciate yes, you. It's been a long time, man. Nah, keep doing your thing. And I all do. y'all listeners out there, y'all make sure y'all keep it locked in to Lamont Sports. Cause that's what it is, man. LamontWilliamsports.com because, hey, this brother on another level right here. (laughs) I appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, y'all take care. All right, man. After this short break, we'll come back, go around the NFL. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lamont Williams and co-host Jermaine Henderson on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports when i found out my jeans were made using child labor and sweatshops i wrote a letter to the company saying reconsider your labor practices a few months later i get a letter back saying thanks for being a loyal customer and they included a coupon for a 25 percent discount on their jeans 
So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor in sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back, thanking me for my concerns, and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey, y'all. This is Stephen Cochran. As a country artist, I have traveled around this great country of ours, often meeting our brave men and women in uniform. And as a Marine and veteran of both the Iraq and Afghan conflict, I know how important it is to thank our troops who defend our freedom each and every day. One of the best ways to thank them is to give their children and spouses the gift of education. Scholarships for two years, four years, and vocational school. This is exactly what a national charity, Thanks USA, does. Please go to their website, www.thanksusa.org, to make a generous donation to the Thanks USA Scholarship Fund for the families of the troops, and I thank you. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lee Mott Williams and co-host for the day, Jermaine Henderson, on the Voice America Sports Network. Jermaine, it's my favorite segment where we go around the NFL and we talk about NFL headlines as well as storylines from this week. Starting off, like everybody else is talking about in sports talk radio, is uh, Michael Vick. Uh, but I want to go ahead and take it in steps before we just jump into the re- uh, conditional reinstatement. Uh, last week, Vick was released from uh, home confinement on Monday. And that Tuesday, he met with uh, the newly uh, NFLPA, DeMore Smith, uh, Director DeMore Smith, to discuss, you know, his position as a new uh, union leader, as well as to show support for Vic on a personal level, man. Uh, I thought it was a great move right off the back. I've just been singing praises for DeMore Smith since he's been hired in as the NFLPA uh, Executive Director, man. He, he kind of met with Vic right away, uh, Jermaine, and, you know, just let him know he got his back. And he's willing to raise any issues that Vic has uh, to the commissioner, Roger Goodell. Man, um, to be honest, uh, Vic should just, he should really just be happy that you know that he's, he has another opportunity, and hopefully now he he sees the big picture. You know that it's a privilege, you know, playing in the NFL. And he's you know expressed his you know his condolences, he's apologized, and you know now it's just time to move on. Hopefully, you know somebody will pick him up real soon so I can get into camp. Yeah. But, uh, you know, before he got reinstated, I want to talk about, I know we had mentioned it this weekend, you, you had called me on Sunday, uh, you know, T.O., after Sunday uh, oh, training camp yeah. practice, wow. you know, he, he had stated that he thought it was a disappointment, you know, the way the NFL commission was was, was treating Mike Vick or considering Mike Vick reinstatement. Mm-hmm. He ended up calling it ridiculous. Uh, you know, I just, you know, before I state my opinion, you know, do you think T.O. was out of line for his comments, uh, Jermaine? 
He definitely was out of line. I mean, sometimes it's just best to just keep your mouth shut, especially in T.O.'s case. I know he's he's, he's outspoken cat, and you know, which is all fine and dandy. Uh, but you know, some things are better kept untold. You're in camp. You don't want to draw any attention away from what you're trying to do up there at the Bills organization. You know, Michael Vick's situation will you know be handled. You know, you know, God bless him. He's been blessed for him to be out and even be and considered to being back in. You know, you know, you know, be back being back in the NFL. So you know, he probably should have made those comments, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, everybody has the opportunity to state their opinion, and with Terrell Owens' body of work and his history in the NFL. Sometimes, you know, every comment is, I mean, it was it was one of those things where a player should have said it, but I don't think a player of his caliber. Well, then again, you know, he's known for out, being outspoken. So I just think, you know, when you, you just one thing to speak mean, on it. Yeah, he came back, you didn't think that he was, he was going to come right back in, I mean, come right back in and be ready for week one and, and be eligible to play week one? No. As you said, when we talked about on Sunday, you know, the the prison sentence and the NFS told the two, two separate entities. You exactly. Know, you That's what that. I was going to get to you. Yeah, I was basically saying that, you know, it's two different entities. If you look from a business standpoint, you know, Vic committed a crime that was, you know, a public thing, and he served yeah. his time publicly. You know, uh, the NFL is his own entity, and the guy that runs that entity is, is, is Roger Goodell. Exactly. So, he you know, he rules that. He makes sure he wants to make sure that, that that shield image is protected. So he has every right to do what he wants to do. But, again, you know, he I, and all in all, let's move forward to, you know, the condition reinstatement. I think it was fair. I think uh, he got, you know, Vic on a short lease and wanted to see how he how it plays out. He opened mm-hmm. the door to see what teams want to pick him up. But, in my opinion, Jermaine, I really think Vic will, you know, play this fall for the UFL. I, I really, yeah, UFL, the new league is starting up, United Football League is starting up because, it's a six-game season. He's going to make about a million dollars, prorated million dollars for for a couple of weeks, and be done by Thanksgiving, and have an opportunity to get his feet wet, get back in the game, you know, you know, get that blood taste in his mouth again, yeah. get hit in the mouth a couple of times. Then when the draft comes around, free agent market comes around, he has opportunity to have his stock up or down. So I really think it's a great opportunity for him, you know, to kind of get himself in shape and and and, and explore that UFL opportunity. Exactly. I mean, he should be jumping all over that. I mean, as you said, I mean, you got to get that game speed. It's nothing like you know, being out two years. I mean, the game changes. And if you ain't been playing, you know, you can't just go out there. It's like me and you going out there, even though, you know, Vic is, you know, he's a better athlete, you know, you know, as far as God-gifted, you know, God-given talent. You know, I, I agree with you. You should just go ahead and jump on that, get out there, you know, you know get those reps up on this belt and, you know, just get back to, you know, to being around the locker room and speed of the game, going to meetings, all that good stuff. So, I mean, especially if you're going to make a million dollars, <laughs> I'm all over that. Yeah, especially for a prorated season. And, yeah. and with his, uh, his financial situation, that, oh, that yeah, would yeah. hurt paying off some of those creditors. Let's go ahead and move forward and talk about another quarterback, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. You know, he was scheduled for a press release last week uh, to discuss about this reality show he's supposed to be in with Shaq, or he's going to be in with Shaq. Um, and right when that was about to come for a press conference, man, uh, some a 31 31- 31-year-old Nevada woman, you know, filed a lawsuit, a civil lawsuit against him, stating that uh, he, you know, he accusing him for rape, you know, wow. back in 2008 on a golf tournament. Uh, wow. Man, that just, you know, when I heard that story, Jermaine, I was like, here we go again with this type again. of uh, sexual assault allegations, man. And to be honest with you, I don't know if Ben is, you know, if is he guilty or not. Right. But however, I really can't understand how, you know, pro athletes, man, for some reason keep putting themselves in these type of situations. 
it, it, it just it, it baffles me. Also, like I said, I don't know being from you know man, you know if I was walking on the street, but um, the first thing that comes to mind with me, and this is just my opinion. I mean, if it happened in two thousand eight, you know, why does she, you know, why is she waiting now to go public with this? You know, and I know people. I mean, the way the economy is, and way people are, they're money hungry, and they see these athletes that they're, they're targeted. So, you know, I just wish the best for Ben. I mean, if he did it, then he, he definitely he deserves to be punished like anybody else. Uh, but it just seems like this is, you know, it's definitely a money a money thing. This lady is she's trying to get a payday. Yeah, the fact that she didn't take it criminal, she went straight to the civil the civil exactly. outside. I mean, she's trying to get compensated, which you know, in due time we'll see how it plays out. So let's go ahead and talk about our main man that. That never leaves the press or always stays in the media for the last three months is Brett Favre, man. Uh, he decides to remain retired uh, instead of coming back for his 19th season for the Minnesota Vikings, man. Uh, you know, Favre went out and said that uh, he didn't feel that physically he could play up to the level that was acceptable for the Vikings as well as for himself. And you know what? A lot of people, I've been listening to a lot of different sports talk radio shows this morning as well as uh, this evening. And, you know, here's my thing. I, I kind of respect Far for this decision, man. I, I think it takes a lot for a man to, you know, to say, you know what, I'm done. Because it was, it was tough for me to make that decision and say I was done and I was moving on. So, And I didn't even play two seasons. So I can just imagine this. I played 18, you know, and, and for Far to go ahead and say that, that he, he's going to remain retired and spend time with his family, uh, I, I got to respect the man for that. But, uh, you know, do you think uh, – What's your what's your take on it, Jermaine? Do you think Far, you know, will remain retired or he'll come back mid season? You know what? We we never know with Brett, you know, and you know, I I think he should just, you know, go ahead and ride off to the sunset. You know, you you've had a, a glorious career, you you know, a future Hall of Famer, you got you know, records, you got Super Bowl rings, MVPs. I mean, go ahead and do something else. I mean, he has a family, wife and kids, you know, go you know, go fishing, be on a boat or whatever, be on your ranch, whatever you want to do. You know, hopefully, he, you know, he has, he's at peace with it, you know, and I think he should, I, I really think he should just go ahead and hang up the cleats, you know, and, you know, to ride off to the sunset. It'll yeah. be fine. It's life after football. I mean, there's yeah. things you can do. Well, you know, we go from one quarterback hanging up his cleats to one quarterback trying to revive and, and pump life back into his, uh, his career. Right. And we're talking about former Buffalo Bill quarterback J.P. Lawson. You know, he decided to, Make that jump from the NFL and sign with the, the new upstart lead, the UFL, uh, coming this fall. And I like this move, Jermaine. I like it for two reasons. I like, you know, first reason, Lawson will play right away, not mm-hmm. as a backup or looking to make a team as a backup in the NFL. And two, he will play for a coach, uh, a former Giants, you know, coach Jim Fossil. Right. You know, he, Jim Fossil helped a lot of quarterbacks recharge their career, like, uh, for example, uh, John Elway, as well as uh, Kerry Collins. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I agree with you. It, it definitely is a good move. I mean, instead of him just sitting in the bench in, you know, in Buffalo, you know, waiting and you know, see if you know if the if the quarterback goes down and he's gonna make some, you know make some money. Hopefully, get his stock up. You know, if he does well, you know, there's other teams that may be you know in in the hunt for a quarterback. Who knows what may happen? You know, in November, you know, somebody goes down and you know he has reps on his belt. He has just been sitting around, you know, getting uh, rusty. So it, it, I think it was a good move. It was a smart move. Yeah. Speaking of somebody going down. The boy Plexico Burroughs, you know, uh, he testified today in front of the grand jury. Uh, man, you know, Miami, uh, not Miami, uh, Manhattan, I'm sorry, Manhattan DA mm-hmm. uh, kind of went out there on the record saying that, uh, you know, he wants Plex to serve jail time. And oh, yeah. Plex was kind of willing to accept a one-year deal, but the prosecutors insist on the two-year, man. But, 
You know, I, I really think the DA, man, New York DA, or Manhattan DA, whoever you want to call it, and, and everybody that's dealing with this case kind of want to set, you know, just like the Michael Vick situation, oh, yeah. I, wanna, I think they want to make Plex as, as an example. Mm-hmm. Or Even though this is the thing with me, though, man, Plex, he shot himself in the thigh at a nightclub. Yeah, no one got hurt but himself. You know, the gun wasn't used in any type of crime. The gun was registered in Florida, not in, not in NYC or New York City. Mm-hmm. You know, I just really think they got it out for Plex, man. I really think Plex is going to get the short end and the stick on this deal, and he will serve uh, uh, jail time. Oh, yeah, they, they, they definitely. And they say you're from the East Coast, so you know how those how the laws are, you know, for, you know, for, for hand, handgun laws are over there. And it's just unfortunate. I, mean, I really think, you know, you know, maybe a, you know, 60 days or something and some community service, him going out to the school. He'd benefit more being out, you know, out of jail, going to the schools and talking to the kids about the, you know, the dangers of having, you know, handguns and stuff like that as opposed to having this guy locked away for two years because he's not a criminal. I mean, he's not out selling drugs or, you know, the guy that's bringing in the guns into the country. I mean, he's not a, a threat. So to have that guy locked away for that, I mean, I, I, that's just sad and it's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, well, less than three minutes before our next break. Let's go ahead and send our condolences to uh, former Eagles defensive coordinator, Jimmy Johnson family, friends and fans. Uh, Jimmy Johnson passed away yesterday, battling a cancerous tumor on the spine. Uh, you know, what can you say about Jimmy Johnson, man? He, he's he been the rock on that defense as far as, as, far as coordinator-wise on that defense, Eagle defense for years, man. Uh, in my opinion, he's a future Hall of Fame coach. You know, some of the highlights from, you know, his career. He took the Eagles to the Super Bowl one time, as well as five NFC championship, I mean, NFC, NFC title games, man. Uh, had a great mindset as far as when he came to defense, and, and he would be truly missed by the fans, as well as uh, uh, his family members and his former teammates and players up there in uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, man, it was, it was sad. I heard about that. So, again, it's piggyback what you say, you know, heart. And those goes out goes out to his family, you know, and you know, hopefully he's in a better place. So we do know that for sure. Yeah. All right, Jermaine, it's time for us to take another short break. After we come back from this break, we'll wrap up the show and discuss a little bit more NFL. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co host Jermaine Henderson on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports what's it like what's it like it's lonely it's really lonely i miss my brother i miss my brother i'm surrounded by other people but it's not the same i've got other people around me but it's not the same it's pretty scary, but I don't let it it's rattle me. It's scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to I'm get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. 
Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice, what if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The Sports Mavericks show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host for the day, Jermaine Henderson on the Voice America Sports Network. Man, it's our last segment before we wrap up the show, so we can go ahead and continue talking a little bit more NFL headlines as well as uh, this week's storylines from the NFL. Uh, this week, man, I had an opportunity to run across some material from Yahoo Sports, man. They came out with an article about the greatest uh, players that never made it to the Super Bowl, and I thought it would be a great topic to bring up for the show. Uh, they have you know, a few names they had listed on there. It was Warren Moon, uh, Barry Sanders, Chris Carter, and Deacon Jones. But uh, Jermaine... The one player today, if we had to fast forward to today, uh, today's game, and, and if you had to add him to that list, I went ahead and, and say uh, LaDainian Thomas might be added to that list from the Chargers. You know, uh, last couple of years, LT made it to the AFC Championship game. Well, however, he cannot get over that hump, man. So uh, uh, what's your take on that, on that Yahoo Sports uh, report as well as LT uh, making that list? Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you can definitely have all the individual accolades, but, you know, unless you're on the right team, you got all, you know, the right pieces, you know, you know, pieces to the puzzle you know, together, like, you know, Barry Sanders, you know, most, to me, my opinion, the best running back to ever play the game, you know, as far as I've ever seen play, as far as his natural God-given ability. You know, he was just never on the team that, you know, as far as, you know, of course, you know, defense wins championships. You know, you can put points on the ball, but you can't stop anybody. You know, and Warren Moon, you know, he had a chance when they were here in Houston. They blew that game against the Bills 
but LT, I don't know. I mean, they still have a shot. They got a lot of pieces in the puzzle up in uh, San Diego. So it depends if he stays healthy and if Rivers. I mean, that team will go as far as Rivers takes him, though. Yeah, it, it all depends, man. Uh, I want to see how it plays out this year, but it's one of those opportunities getting smaller and smaller. Oh, yeah. So I, I think uh, he's not on that list now, but uh, in the next two to three years, yeah. if you don't if you don't make it to the Super Bowl, Bowl on him, like you said, <laughs> he's on his way on that list, man. Uh, we for no man. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and uh, we've got some some receivers out here, man. I want to discuss, man, before we wrap up the show. And one of the receiver uh, receivers, newly acquired Seattle Seahawks wide receiver T.J. Husmanzada. You know, last week he stated that uh, he was boycotting the Madden 2010 game uh, for the season because he felt like you know they didn't rate him the right way. Uh, but after I got a chance to read it read the uh, the article and do some due diligence on it. They rated him ninety one out of hundred. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I don't know what you know, what if you know, what T J is looking for as far as attention or he's just playing with the media, but uh I think his ego got a little bit you know, got a little bit too big now that he, uh, he's out of Cincinnati and and for him to make statements like that I really thought that was kinda of foolish. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't make sense. I mean, your team sucked last year. I mean, it wasn't your fault. I mean, he still, you know, did what he could do. I mean, Carson Palmer was out. Uh, the Bengals was just a bad team. And uh, I'm sure, you know, the way Madden, you know, the creators of that game is based on what you did, you know, the previous year. So, I mean, he's taking it a little bit too personal. I mean, come on, T.A. Yeah. yeah, man. He, I mean, I think they rated him an 81, but they gave him exactly. a 91, man. Yeah. He, he's nine points away from 100, man. You know, it's like. What do you expect to be 105? You know, exactly. it's like what about this season, putting and catching 100 balls and helping Seattle yeah. get back to uh, those. If anybody be knocking game. on the door of 100, it should be Andre Johnson or, yeah. or uh, Larry Fisher out of yeah, Arizona. Exactly. So those cats put up big numbers last year. TJ need to sit down, be humble, exactly. and, and, and try to get Seattle to back back to uh, to their dominant days back in the NFC West division. Exactly. Speaking to TJ, man, in Cincinnati, let's talk about his former teammate, uh, Chad Onchocinco, uh, Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver. You know, this past, Chad has been, you know, Chad these days, and he's been out in L.A. training, boxing. I saw him on NFL Network doing some training out there, uh, boxing, and he was attending a lot of the Lakers game, and he had an opportunity to run across Denzel Washington at the Lakers game, and, and Denzel pretty much called him out, Jermaine, man, called him out about his ways. Well, he should have. <laughs> called my body's ways and how he handled himself last year, man. Uh, and now you kind of answered my question. I was going to ask you that. You know, do you think Denzel crossed the line by calling Chad out face to face? I mean, uh, yeah, I do. I do. I, I like Chad as a you know, he's, he's a gifted athlete. But some of his antics is just you know uncalled for, and you know for somebody you know, in Denzel's status. You know, somebody hopefully that that, hum, that that humbled him, and you know he he actually you know wasn't just. You know, listening, he actually heard what you know what Denzel was trying to tell him. That you know, whether you like it or not, you are a uh, role model, and you know, a lot of you know minorities, and you know, as well as you know other you know genres, they they look up to you. So I mean, just play ball. It's okay, to, you know, you know, celebrate and you know, and to entertain. But you know, he's taking it to a whole other level. So yes, I, I definitely think somebody somebody should have been pulled him to the side. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's good for. Somebody outside of uh, of that genre or that that sport element of of what you do every day, mm-hmm. the kind of somebody that's you know acting game. He's been well respected across the country. Denzel Washington. So mm-hmm. learn to sit him side, take time out of his day from watching the game and sit him and face to face and tell him, hey man, you know what? Get back to having fun and, and right. stop all that foolishness. 
Exactly. Is, uh, I gotta respect that as Denzel, man, and and Ocho Cinco should respect that as well. Yeah. Before we wrap up the show, man, let's talk a little bit about another wide receiver, uh, Brandon Marshall. You know, he missed uh, Tuesday morning practice due to soreness, man. You know, he's been disgruntled for the last couple of months now, sitting out of workouts. You know, uh, man, not mandatory workouts, but voluntary workouts, as well as campaigning to be traded, man. And uh, this past offseason, he had hip surgery, and he's also facing some some off-the-field issues as well, man. And you know what? Uh, Brandon Marshall, man, is, is getting off to a bad start with his new coach, new regime down in, in Denver, man. It's like if you're locked into a contract and all the leverage is with Denver and not with you, you know, he, he had hip surgery, so who's going to take damage good as well as mm-hmm. he has baggage off the field. So I think Brandon, man, needs to step up and keep his mouth shut. But besides that, man, he's missing practice because of soreness. And what's what's up? With you? You're a former wide receiver, Jermaine. What's up with y'all modern day wide receivers nowadays? <laughs> Man, these guys they 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 want to be rock stars, I guess. And they just love attention, you know. Prima Donna. I never played the game that way, me personally. But you know, I, you know, they put touchdowns on the board, so they all well known figures, you know, in the league. So uh, it's just you know, it, it's sad. You know, I think Jerry Rice and you know guys like. Uh, Tim Brown and, and 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 you know and Carter, you know they looking looking at it. And Michael Irvin, you know he did. My, oh, I can't say Michael Irvin because he was you know a little black flam blowing as well. But you know a lot of the old Lynn Swan, they probably looking at it like what has the position come to? All I can say is the <laughs> yeah, Cats missing practice because of soreness, man. It's two a day. This is training two camp. Oh, he's gonna be more than sore the next two weeks. Exactly, it's part but, of it. Well, we got less than a minute to wrap up the show, Jermaine. I want to. I appreciate you stepping in for Jacob this week, man, and filling in for me, man, coming in and having an opportunity to talk some sports. I appreciate it. Most definitely. Anytime, brother. And I also want to thank you all out there for listening to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host for the day, Jermaine Henderson. Have a blessed week, and remember, sports plus business equals wealth. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.